I think that the best advice I would give is to, you know, look at just everything holistically um, and zoom out from, you know, the thing that is like your thing, you know, like music is my thing. It's like what I know how to do, right? Mm -hmm. But often, you know, my day to day when it comes to just working on growing my business, I'm not even doing my thing. I'm doing a lot of other things, you know? And so I have to kind of zoom out from, um, you know, the the passion part of it and the, oh, I love doing this because there's just so many other things to do and learn and think about in order to grow, grow and scale. And you have to set that up in the beginning um, in order for it to work. Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, a serial entrepreneur that's grown several startups into seven and eight figure businesses. So as a founder and CEO of Miller IP Law, where he helps startups and small businesses with their patents and trademark. If you ever need help with yours, just go to strategymeeting.com, grab some time with us to chat, and we're always here to help. Now, today we've got another great uh, guest on the podcast, Juanita Sky, and uh, Juanita started her journey in uh, high school, was uh, pretty uh, heavily involved in uh, choir as well as in music, um, wanted to become a music teacher, so went off to college and uh, got a or got an education uh, studying uh, education in uh, music performance, and uh, then went to teach uh, in the public school system. About uh, four years in and into teaching, got uh, laid off, so decided to uh, start her own business, um, doing a AFL uh, studio and that ended up uh, failing but learned from that and uh, took that experience and started her, her current business so with that much as an in introduction welcome on the podcast thank you Devin my pleasure well like, excited to have you here and uh, looking forward to a great discussion so as uh, we uh, jump into uh, the journey um, I gave a, a just a quick overview to a much longer journey um, so why don't we rewind and unpack a little bit and tell us a little bit uh, about how your journey got uh, started uh, going into or uh, having an, a, a joy and a, a, a liking of uh, doing choir and uh, music in high school. Sure. Um, you know, I just grew up around a lot of music, um, you know, in church, uh, singing choirs and things like this, uh, was always involved in uh, music and musical theater in some way. So, um, you know, I wanted to, to learn more. I self-taught myself on piano a bit when I was in high school, uh, took some music theory classes, you know, and then went on to um, college, had a mentor um, in one of my churches uh, who helped me to uh, do my interview uh, for university, you know, got in, did that. And so that, that started the journey. Um, I feel like, Music is uh, one of my core values is fun. Uh, so that was one of my main reasons for doing it. I feel like uh, if I'm going to do something for the rest of my life, it should be something enjoyable uh, and challenging. So that was uh, start of, the start of everything, really. Now you, so you, you or had that as kind of the, the start of everything. So you went off to, to college and you uh, got a, a studied uh, education as well as uh, music performance. Is that right? Yeah, I studied music education and vocal performance. Um, and then after that, I went on to get my master's in education curriculum instruction. Hmm. Uh, because once I got into 
of the field of teaching music, I realized that uh, I might need something else uh, because music teachers tend to stick around at a school and generally there's only one. Uh, so it's quite challenging to uh, find a, a job sometimes, uh, or at least that's what it was when I was starting out. Um, and especially if I wanted to stay in a certain area, you know, I wasn't very flexible with, you know, moving uh, to different states. So I did that um, mm. and I went on to uh, teach uh, in South Korea for a little bit. I uh, taught English, kind of merged, uh, you know, music and uh, language learning uh, and then went back to teaching music privately and in public schools and things like this. Um, and now, you know, I have some online courses so i've been able to kind of meld those two things together uh and now before we dive into just way doing now and we'll mm -hmm. definitely get there um so you, yeah. you know so you got the degree went into um did some teaching in the, uh, various uh you know um sit or, or, or in uh, various circumstances now i think at one point you mentioned that you as you were doing that the teaching uh, positions that uh, you went through a, a layoff and ended up after getting, you know, or yeah. let go, so to speak, and you started your first business, not your current business, but your first business. So kind of walk mm -hmm. us through what was that business and kind of as you're experiencing that layoff uh, or, or how you got, or what, or what was that and what you, what did you start? Sure. Yeah. So uh, as you know, I started the AFL studio. Um, that was basically something I did out of pure necessity uh, because I had been laid off. Um, and, you know, I was thinking, how am I going to pay my rent and what am I going to do? Uh, I only have one skill, basically, and that's, you know, teaching music. So I figured I'd put up a website and try to get some private students, um, piano and voice. And at the time, you know, I did it. I went to the uh, Small Business Association, you know, learned a little bit about SEO, all this jazz, put up the website, got a roster of about 17 students, seven of which attended regularly. And they were mostly piano um, students and did that. And it helped to kind of, uh, uh, you know, keep me afloat, uh, if you will. It definitely, you know, like, you know, it, it failed. Um, but it taught me that it was possible to, you know, kind of do something that I really enjoyed and generate income, um, just putting myself out there. So, yeah. So now you see you went through, you you know, you started that and, and certainly get uh, out of necessity. Hey, I've got to get, you know, have to have an income, have to be able to support myself. This is where my skill set lies and this is where I'll pursue it now. You went through that. Now it didn't uh, turn out to be as, as successful as you'd wanted or didn't uh, have that or the ability to provide the income needed. So kind of at what point, you know, or where did you or how did you make that decision that, OK, maybe this isn't the, the right niche to, or area to focus in and kind of how did that lead to the business you're doing today? Sure. Um, well, I didn't really come to the conclusion that it wasn't the right niche to focus on um, because it's really all that I know and, and all that I have. Um, I feel like it didn't succeed because of just uh, knowledge, um, not really knowing how to run a business and scale it and uh, maybe not having um, the skills to like do the marketing or you know money to pour into it. So even though it failed, you know, Workflora is still very much, uh, it's a music related business. There's still an aspect of uh, private lessons that I do. But as I thought about, you know, revamping that, I figured, you know, uh, I'm only one person, right? And, and when you start a business, 
it it's not it's more than just creating a job for yourself and right now I'm still kind of in the you know I work a regular job and I do this um so on some level I still feel like it's a little bit of creating a job for myself but rethinking it made me figure that I needed to be able to have something um that was a little bit more hands-off like having an online course or uh doing bigger contracts basically so like working with schools or uh, doing music for commissions, things like that. So basically just trying to leverage my my skill and knowledge in music any way I can versus just one thing. Um, and I feel like that has helped for sure. Now, you, and you mentioned, so you you know, you have kind of the full-time job and then this, also, you know, you say the side hustle, or I always look at side hustle as basically a second full-time job. Um, but so now yeah. you're you're doing that now what's the, the full-time job you're doing and kind of how do you split your time and and or kind of what is the, the plan to, as you uh as you continue to pursue this business sure um well at the moment i am teaching uh, music again at a uh, elementary school um so you know it's it's something I'm, I'm comfortable with and it's easy for me uh and what was the last part of the question it's kind of, you know, as you're seeing, you know, how do you balance the, the full-time job in this and kind of where do you see things headed? Are you looking to continue to pursue both and, you know, uh, balancing both or build the, the current business and do a full-time gig or kind of where do you see things headed? For sure. For sure. Um, I definitely am open to having my business fully support me, um, you know, hopefully sooner than later. Uh, I am not one of those people who is opposed necessarily, though, to like working on a five, right? Like, I don't necessarily mind it. However, the thing that does uh, scare me is having one income stream. Like, you know, that was the case before when I was laid off and, you know, I was doing things and it didn't turn out well for me. Um, so it's just so important to, you know, have those things going on. So I do intend to do both um, for as long as I can and until and or until uh, the business fully supports me. Um, you know, there's this uh, proverb that I learned when I was younger to uh, not let your right hand know what your left hand is doing, you know, and that's kind of a, a guiding principle for me. Um, you know, while I grow Workflora, there are other like little things that I have that are related but not related to Workflora that I hope will become small income streams and that way it can kind of support and generate hopefully more, um, you know, just revenue for what I need to do. Music is an expensive business. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, there's just a lot of like out of pocket things that I have to do uh, first in order to like leverage it in order for it to make um, the income that I need. But yeah, I am definitely still doing both. Uh, so it is definitely like having two full-time jobs and I'll, you know, continue to do that as long as I can. Awesome. Well, sounds like, uh, a lot of uh, great uh, journey yet ahead and uh, and plenty of yeah. uh, opportunities yet to come. So awesome. Well, with that, now as, uh, as we kind of uh, wrap up uh, towards the end of this episode, I always like to up, wrap up each episode with the, the same two questions. So we'll jump to those now. So the first mm -hmm. question I always like to ask is, along your journey, what was the worst business decision you ever made? And what'd you learn from it? Uh, yes. So the worst business decision I made uh, so far is um, I was seeking some help with like lead generation. And, you know, I went to uh, this company uh, to help with that. And it turned out that it just wasn't, it wasn't the service that I thought it was. Uh, it ended up being a little bit predatory in my opinion. 
Um, and, you know, I took out a personal loan in order to use the service because I, I was thinking that it's going to help me grow my business. And, you know, I'm just starting off and I don't know what I'm doing. And it was a bad decision that I'm still paying for. And I didn't even reap any benefit from it. Um, so it's just like kind of starting back at square one. Uh, yeah. Well, sometimes, you know, and it's hard because if you're getting into areas or fields where you don't, you know, you're not always uh, having experience as much about or, you, don't, you know, don't have the background in, you're looking for expertise and guidance for other people. And sometimes it works out well and you can get that expertise and other times, you know, sometimes they'll they'll take advantage of that inexperience and, uh, and then you get to, to learn from that experience as well. So sounds like yeah. certainly an easy mistake to make, but a, a great one to learn from. Yeah. Second question now that I like to ask. So. Now, if you're talking to somebody that's uh, just getting into a, a startup or a small business, what would be the one piece of advice you'd give them? Sure. Um, I think that the best advice I would give is to, you know, look at just everything holistically um, and zoom out from, you know, the thing that is like your thing you know like music is my thing it's like what i know how to do right mm -hmm. but often you know my day-to-day -day, when it comes to just working on growing my business i'm not even doing my thing i'm doing a lot of other things you know and so i have to kind of zoom out from um you know the the passion part of it and the oh i love doing this because there's just so many other things to do and learn and think about in order to grow and scale and you have to set that up in the beginning um, in order for it to work. So, you know, I am, you know, I'm a teacher by trade and uh, an in, insatiably inquisitive person by nature. So I do a lot of reading and research. And sometimes it feels like, you know, things aren't happening because I'm just like looking at information. Sometimes there's information overload, right? Mm. But I feel like that's been almost sometimes the best thing because I've learned so much. And now I, for this, this uh, go round of my second iteration of a business, there are just things that I didn't do before that I'm doing now. Um, and I feel like it's going to set me up for success in the future, even though, uh, you know, things might move a little bit slower. So. Awesome. No, definitely. Uh, there sounds like a great piece of advice. I think that's a, a great, uh, great uh, takeaway. So yeah. Well, now as we uh, do wrap up the episode, if people want to reach out to you, they want to be a customer, they want to be a client, they want to be an employee, they want to be an investor, they want to be your next best friend, any or all of the above, what's the best way to reach out to you, contact you, find out more? Sure. Um, anyone can reach out to me via my website, uh, www.workflora.com. So that's spelled work and then flora, F-L-O-R-A. Dot com or just info at workflora.com. Awesome. Well, I definitely encourage people to reach out, support a great business. If uh, nothing else, uh, make a new best friend. So yeah. with that, thank you again for uh, coming on the podcast. It's been a fun. It's been a pleasure. Now for all of you, their awesome. listeners that are out there, if you have your own journey to share and you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, we'd love to have you. So just go to inventiveguest.com, apply to be on the show. A couple more things with listeners, make sure to click share, subscribe, Leave us a review, helps us to reach even more startups and small businesses to help them along their journey to success. And on that note, if uh, along your journey, you ever need help with patents or trademarks or anything else with your startup or your small business, just go to strategymeeting.com, grab some time with us to chat, and we're always here to help. 
Well, thank you again, uh, Juanita, or Juanita, for uh, coming on the podcast and wish the next leg of your journey even better than the last. Awesome. Thank you so much.